Hello, welcome to another edition of Prep Life Retail Week. I'm Eric Solgay, editor of Prep Life and Prep Life Iron Magazines. Here again with Laura Sawinski. Laura, how you doing? I'm fine, thank you. How are you? Good. As you can tell from my backdrop, I'm still in the office. Uh, actually, I've been on the road most of the year, so actually it's nice to be sedentary for a little while. But uh, based on your blurred background, I can tell that you are no not in your home in El Paso, that you're somewhere out and about. So why don't you share with our viewers where you've been, who you've seen, and who you have yet to see as we're recording this video. Indeed, I've... Uh... Upgraded the broom closet, <laughs> as it were. And I'm in the Pacific Northwest this week with our colleague, Eric Davis. We have been visiting a couple ag retailers and um, checking in on the road tour um, this year to celebrate, of course, the 40th anniversary of our Crop Life Top 100. So earlier this week, I visited with uh, Grow West in Woodland, California. They're just west of Sacramento and had a really great meeting and um, delightful uh, visit with Lucas Schmidt. He's the vice president and COO of Grow West. And um, we had a really good comprehensive talk. We not only talked about the core business and how um, independent ag retailers are um, thriving in today's market, but we also, um, Talked about uh, supply chain, which of course was, um, you know, fun for me. We talked about uh, different strategies, really a lot about um, kind of the pros and cons of holding inventory versus adjusting time and trying to find that um, strategy that works, um, you know, in today's market, which, you know, you're not certain that supply is going to be there when you need it. So you know, kind of finding that right uh, buffer stock, if you will. And then we talked about trucking and diversifying the business and all that kind of good stuff that, to me, um, is music to my ears when it comes to supply chain. In fact, I wanted to mention, I know we've been kind of recapping some of the highlights of commodity. And um, during my discussion with uh, Nutrien when I was at commodity, I um, talked about supply chain as well and... Um, we, uh, talked about not only supply chain, um, you know, the kind of the fundamentals of it, but certainly even for, um, the seasoned pros, if you will, like Nutrien, for example, that they've even had to really, really, really take even a deeper dive into what they're doing on the procurement and, um, sourcing side of things to, you know, kind of adapt to this new, new market. So no matter where I go and who I talk to these days, um, supply chain is certainly a, um, a theme that we talk about. So um, I know I'm kind of um, taking up your time, but I just want to throw out a couple quick things. Sure. Speaking of supply chain, um, things that have kind of stood out for me this uh, this last week. You know, we've been talking about um, trade patterns and uh, trade negotiations and sourcing supply, uh, sor sor sourcing and pro pro procurement. Um, the drop in trade, the global trade is just phenomenal. Uh, you know, every week it's like, well, we've kind of bottomed out. Have we not? Is it going to go <laughs> go further? And just a couple um, things from the news that I, I've um, looked at these last few days. So Maersk Line, the biggest uh, containerized operator, um, ship, shipping line. They've laid up 29 
vessels, um, which equates to about 281,000 TEU, so 20-foot equivalent units. That's a lot of capacity that's just been removed from the, the market. Um, Journal of Commerce is reporting that U.S. containerized imports from Asia have hit a three-year low as of February. Um, that's pretty profound. And, um, you know, just other things that have uh, stood out for me, again, on the, the global trade front that um, have ram ramifications for all of us, even in the ag space, a lot of reordering of um, sourcing, if you will, whether we're talking about um, critical min minerals for electric vehicles and where that sourcing, you know, moving from China to Canada, for instance, um, semiconductor production, um, the fertilizer market, really a, a massive reordering of, you know, where we're going for this stuff and where it's coming from. So really in 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 incredible. I mean, I, I just um, always want to kind of throw that in there because it just really stand stands out for me just how much is still going on in this um dis disruptive time 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 period so yeah, well it's interesting of course you're mentioning that because in one of one of the stories i happened to run across regarded the you know it, it was involving you know how things are moving around the world and in and right. in one of the major crops of course corn okay. and right. this was a story that said that according to the uh, usda statistics for 2023 I, we hinted at this uh, a couple of videos ago. It looks like definitely going to happen that Brazil is going to surpass the U.S. in corn exporting for yep. this calendar year for only like the second time in like the last 40 some years. Oh, yeah. um, yeah. According to their numbers, the U.S. is expected to ship 47 million tons of corn to foreign buyers this year. Oh, and Brazil is going to be shipping about 50 million. So. Yep. They're going to be surpassing the U.S. And again, they pointed out a lot of this uh, Brazilian corn is going to end up in China. So, you know, we're we're seeing some changes that are taking place there yep. uh, in that market. So, it, yeah. And along those lines, I know this is another story we've been following, of course, the Ukrainian-Russian conflict. Um, there have been, of course, a lot of worry about the ability of the Ukrainian farmers to get the grain out of their country to, um, you know, other other ports around the world that these grains are going to be needed to feed populations. And I guess the uh, there was a 60-day agreement in place with the United Nations that they had brokered that right. was allowing the grain to uh, move out of the Ukraine with Russia's blessing. Uh, but now they've extended that as of just about a week ago to 120 days more. So uh, there'll be more rain coming out of the Ukraine over the next four months um, versus just ending up in you know at the end here of March. So good news for everyone who counts on that kind of rain get their uh, you know to feed their populations and keep things moving in their economy. So well, yeah, indeed, good news. So, and again, as Laura had talked about on her trip, she had met, you know, visited with the folks at Pearl West and again, as a part of our Crop Life 100. So for you folks who read the magazines and check out stuff online, um, the uh, first story, which looks at cooperatives, will be in our April edition of the magazine, which should be out here in a couple of weeks. And that'll be followed up in May edition with the focus on the independent sector, which is why Laura is visiting with the folks she is out in the West. It's been great. 
Um, one quick thing. Sure, go well, ahead. Dive in. Um, so when we were visiting with Grow West earlier this week, it was in the midst of a torrential rain. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot about that in California these days. Change of pace from the last year or two. Yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, so um, we did talk about. Um, Lucas did mention about the um, the restrictions and actually the move the movement surrounding groundwater re recharge um, and the activity, you know, on the positive side about being able to do that and the state working with ag, et cetera, to, to make that happen. But um, as a LA Times subscriber still, I um, it, the, it, that groundwater recharge um, news item is not only covered in the mainstream news, but certainly that was a big topic um, with Grow West as well. So you know, a sil silver lining to that, you know, those those rain rain clouds, um, they are able to, um, they're, we're getting better, right, at um, cap capturing that rain and, um, re you know, recharging the aquifer. So some, some, some good news as well. So. Yeah, well, hopefully that'll, again, we'll notice at the end of the year when we see the uh, harvest numbers coming out of California right. and and the folks in and around that whole region, uh, you know, if the numbers are going up versus a year ago. Then, guessing that the water supply situation is lessening a little bit. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, Miss Laura, you're on the road, but we'll we'll end our segment as always. We do. Time for fun with numbers. All righty. What do you have? What do you have this week? <laughs> All right. What do I have for you this week? This this one's gonna be fun. I guarantee it because you'll you'll see where I'm going with this. Okay. So your number this week it's a it's a number. It's not a percentage, not a dollar amount. It is four forty six. Four four six. Okay. Four hundred and forty six. All right. So is four hundred and forty six, Laura? Is that a the number of days since the Russia Ukraine war started? Is it B, the average number of acres on U.S. farms in 2022? Is it C, the number of companies Brazil has authorized to export corn to China in 2023? Or is it D, the time Laura had to get up this morning, West Coast time, to record this week's video? <laughs> or is it E, uh, the mile marker where I realized I need a tenth cup of coffee? <laughs> <laughs> All right, you're not allowed to add an E to my list, but uh... <laughs> oh, I I will say A. Oh, okay. you know, okay, and you're really going to kick yourself. No, I'm sorry, that is incorrect. It's only been about 400 days since the Ranian-Russian conflict oh. began. Oh, clear. But the the correct answer this week, believe it or not, this this number 446 showed up in two different articles. So if you had chosen uh -huh. B or C, you would have been correct in both instances. What? Yeah, I the Brazilian the Brazilian story uh -huh. that I talked about earlier, the corn export. Yeah. Um, they had authorized the Brazilians have authorized an additional 90 companies to export corn to China this year because of demand. And the total number of companies now exporting from Brazil to China corn is 446. Right. But coincidentally, I also ran across the story talking about the number of farms in the U.S. 
and the average farm size in 2022 was 446 acres. So you had, you, had, you had a very good chance of picking the right answer because there were two <laughs> correct answers this week, and you picked the one wrong one. Laura, <laughs> I'm knocking you down a few pegs for that one. That is just bad. That is just bad. Well, how do you know that E wasn't correct, that it wasn't the first <laughs> <laughs> Well, let's see, because I didn't give it to you as an option. So. <laughs> oh, brother. Oh, well. Oh, I have to. Well, have... Anyhow, hey, just one other thing, since we're talking about fun with numbers, of course. Um, any guess farm size? What state? I was surprised when I saw this. What state in the country has the largest av average farm size as of 2022? Is this a multiple choice or? <laughs> no, I'm just curious. Want... It's a Western state, but it's not the one I would have guessed. Yes. I'm going to say Oregon. No, actually, believe it or not, it's Wyoming. Oh. 2,395 acres is the average farm size in the state of Wyoming. Okay. A close second was Montana, which to oh, me yeah, makes yeah, yeah, yeah. sense given the space, 2,137. But yeah, Wyoming leads the uh, nation in average farm size, which I would have not guessed. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's good. See, we learned something as well, not already. <laughs> Always trying to be teachers, yes. <laughs> All right. Well, Miss Laura, I hope you enjoy the rest of your swing out west and look forward yeah. to getting you back in office or broom closet as it works next week for our video. On behalf of myself and everyone at PrepLine, I'm Eric Sologoy. Thanks for joining us. Hope you see you again soon. If you have questions or comments about today's episode of Retail Week, contact us by email or Twitter or type your message in the comment section below. Your feedback is important to us. We will try our best to address your thoughts in next week's episode and be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel.